Welcome back to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods. One moisty minute at a time. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hey, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedMark.com. And we are very pleased to welcome back a man who's got a warehouse full of adamantium and is not afraid to use it. Steve Lasto of the Princess Bride Minute and X Minutes podcast. Hello. Hello. (laughs) He also has a fridge full of IPA beer and he's not afraid to drink it. Nice. (laughs) I like it. So in today's episode, we are covering minute 77 of The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, absolute creature torture mayhem ensues and a giant cobra makes the best catch of its life. (laughs) And I love how we start off with these adorable zombies and it looks like one, (laughs) it looks like they're like being, um, interrupted right like dinner's being interrupted and this guy looks like he's holding a brain did you guys think that i thought he was holding a brain and the other one it's hard to tell (laughs) the other one just got his mouth full you know just like oh like you interrupted me and i've got a spleen in my teeth the one one on the right has like an intestine mustache i love that yeah You guys, you guys have at least one episode title now. If you want it, that's it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we got a couple now, actually. Um, I, 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 I reiterate. I think these guys are adorable. I think the way they are interrupted by the by the arm falling off the ceiling, um, uh-huh. arm, torso, <laughs> leg, whatever that is. I think that their their reaction, the way the one on the on our right sort of looks up and cranes his neck and goes, mm? <laughs> <laughs> you know, which I'm sure if I turn around, my dog is now doing to me. Is it an? Mm? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that falls from the ceiling, and maybe people can chime in in the Gabin in the Woods group or on uh, Twitter or Instagram, it looks like it does have some guts hanging out of it. So yeah, it might be part of a torso or something. It's pretty, Mm. pretty nasty. So yeah, we get another ding and lights going on. So we know, and then and instead of seeing a bunch of creatures come out, all of a sudden we're behind the, the glass again, a.k.a. the window. And we can, there's even a little bit more context that we know we're on the other side because we see the, a couple of, oh, those look like, do you think those are microphones that are kind of jutting in from one side and the other? I'm not sure what those are. There's like a thermos and the flashlight. And oh, then, Yeah. I'm not sure what those little stick things are, but yeah, they, um, they definitely look like microphones. Oh yeah, I think there's a thermos there on the right, and a flash yeah. and a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Why no, do you think sense. there are little holes in the blood? Like, why are there? Why would the blood splatter with holes? Oh, I think that's f- left over from the guns being shot oh, at the glass. Yeah, the, gu- ah. the gunshot. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, you're you're totally right. Yeah. So whatever hit the glass 
the whatever those bullets were that weren't able to break through the glass left like some sort of smudge. You're, you know what I mean? Like some sort of residue. Something is a, that that's the blood is not sticking to as well. Exactly. That's that's what I thought it was. Yeah, because it's bulletproof glass because they put, I mean, hundreds of rounds into that before they hit the purge button. So that's got to be some sort of dent in the glass. And that's why it hasn't completely, it doesn't look flat like you would expect it to run down flat. Here's a question. So on this other side of the glass, so we're, we're at the eye view again, like we said, of, of um, Dana and Marty, and that we're seeing the bloody glass. And then there's the more things being ripped apart because we see blood splattering and something even like th some kind of thing thudding and, and even a, a hand. It leaves a little fish-like imprint. When we're looking at the cute, adorable zombies, that was supposed to be from the view of the, the team, right? So... I guess then, mm -hmm. yeah. I guess what I'm saying is from that, that's from one end of the room. And then all of a sudden things are getting splattered on, on the other end of the room. So I guess when the ding happens, a bunch of things come out and those guys maybe run across or something. Cause right now there's nothing really near the windows, near the glass that would get killed. Well, no, wouldn't the wouldn't the soldiers have been attacked by the zombies by that point? Like, because the zombies look up and then you cut away to the control room. And while in the control room, you know, oh, assuming they're fast moving zombies, that's which what it is. Clearly, they are. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's them. It's them reacting to those guys who walked up on them and interrupted and them getting ripped apart. That's what it is. That's what yeah. she Hulk told yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so what i'm seeing is we're at the pov at the beginning of this minute we're at the pov of the security team the troopers yep. they see the zombies the zombies look up at them and then there's um a bay that the elevators go ding and the lights go on then a half a second later, we're from Marty and Dana's POV, and it's another bloodbath. So I'm assuming it's a combination of the zombies grabbing the troopers and whatever else is coming out of the elevators are grabbing the troopers. Yeah, you're right. It's just a fast cut. And I think that that's why I, when I was looking at it, it was confusing to me that I was like, well, surely there's two different bays here. But I, I think, um, I think Steve's right. I think that's just, it's just a fast cut. I think we've just kind of jumped ahead. And that's exactly what's happened is that these guys have, have rolled up on the zombies and the zombies have torn them apart. And what you're seeing is, is Dana Marty's point of view of bits of those guys getting slapped up against the window. Right. They're it's getting slapped up against the window by the zombies, but also by whatever else is coming out of the elevators. It's worth pointing out the hand in the window is just awesome. I didn't notice it till, yeah. till we started recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's just beautiful. Yeah. It is really beautiful. I, it's definitely something worth pointing <laughs> out that happens. Yeah, and there's a bunch of screaming, and these guys are just like, yeah, they're crouched down like, what the hell? We've unleashed absolute chaos, and we get a beautiful 
nice opening um, of one of these elevators. And here comes our buddy, Fornicus. <laughs> he's one of your faves, right, Steve? You said that earlier. I, I, I think he's a much better pinhead than pinhead. <laughs> uh, he, um, yeah, he's he's just cool. And look at how serene he is right now. <laughs> I mean, he looks just so peaceful and ready for what comes next mm -hmm. totally and, and he's got great bicep definition he does <laughs> yeah he has great bicep definition but he's also like he does. so pale and and <laughs> like he looks like an undead creature for sure to me i don't know how many goths you've hung out with in your day but you just don't see that many goths with this kind of bicep definition in this day and age <laughs> no it's more of a Danzig definition, right? Absolutely. Right. That is the second time right. Danzig has come up in one week in my life. That is hard to believe. Wow. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what it was. I think it might have also been a movies by minute thing where somebody mentioned Dan Danzig is Wolverine. It came up in the in the oh. danger room. I was, I was like, now I want to see that movie. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah, and then we get what I think is like not the greatest of CGI of this um like what is this thing that flies out at this guy? I don't know what the hell that is either. I was really <laughs> I spent quite a bit of time being like, are you like like a aqua cricket? A giant aqua cricket? Like what what are you? <laughs> what do you guys think it is? Uh, the yeah. cricket, I would have gone praying mantis, but praying mantis cricket piece is definitely there. Yeah. You don't see a lot of it. I mean, how much of this is just them throwing things they have at the camera at some point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what they said with the team that made all the practical characters was that, you know, a ton of practical characters, they they hired on a, um, you know, a whole team of experts to sculpt and design and flesh out all the practicals. And then when they got to the actual set in Vancouver they realized, oh, wow, we really need some bigger pieces to sort of flesh this out, which is how the snake, you know, comes to be and, and the bat, some of these larger ones. And that's they realized with time constraints and money constraints that then they just they, that's when they were kind of forced to do a few digitals. Mm -hmm. So that's where the, somebody like this comes in. And he is. To me, yeah, I'm kind of glad it goes by fast because it's a nice little leap, but he looks a bit flat to me, detail and contour wise. Like to me, I just go, this guy looks digital, you know. Sometimes the creatures are not nearly as effective as things like the dolls yeah. that are coming up, you know, where it's just pure exactly. creepy. Yeah, let's just move right into that. So that's the next thing we see are these creepy ass people like dressed up they kind of look like they're dressed to go out for a nice dinner or something but then they, <laughs> they have these masks on i think what is it one of the things about having the masks on is that the faces don't change like they're very mm -hmm. yeah emotionless i guess mm -hmm. yeah no empathy yeah well masks freak people out i, th I think this is from this is supposed to um, reference The Vanishing. Is that what it's called? Oh. Which is a, a fairly old movie at this point. But I, I like I like creepy little girl dolls and creepy <laughs> little boy dolls. <laughs> let me put that. Let me, let's, just, let's just take it. Let's take. Let's walk that back a step. 
So let me take my, my collection of creepy little girl dolls. And could you call the police now, please? I've already um, hit the panic uh, button. <laughs> oh, no. I will remember this moment when the FBI come calling. <laughs> I mean, it, this is this is great. Stuff. Creepy kid doll things. I mean, you know, th- this is like, this is everything we're scared of. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, this there's too much of, of stuff that almost crossed into this in the real world now. But this is this is meant to be everything we're scared of. The future sort of, you know, going awry and being uh, misun- uh, incomprehensible. I, I've gone out on a ledge I can't really justify being on, but I think I'm right. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, without seeing like I've never seen The Purge, but this kind of reminds you of something like that, too, where you just somebody's coming, mm-hmm. their face is covered, and they're only going to do horrible things to you. <laughs> yeah. Or The Strangers. That also yeah. kind of reminds me of that. And then we've got our piggy tails here. They're not on a zombie, but they're on one of these. She's got her little doll mask and her piggy tails yeah that ruins it for me oh really it does it really does because you have these kind of like you're saying that these people are look like they're gonna go out for like a nice chic dinner and then you got a chick with ponytails and i'm just like eh, i don't need you to be cute i need you to be like high fashion and scary <laughs> she also has the meanest looking mask of a bunch of them mm, she does yeah well, maybe maybe when the family went out to dinner, they left her behind with the babysitter, who I'm going to pretend is the guy behind <laughs> I her. I like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so, I mean, this is where the, you know, there's, a, there's a backstory here. Mm. See, there's a whole movie. This is great. There is a whole movie here with these six six or seven or whatever they are doll people. I mean, it's mm. wonderful. Yeah, and we're mm-hmm. going to see a little bit of that movie um, fairly soon, too. <laughs> we're going to get a little glimpse into their back. Yeah. Well, their, their story, their parallel story here. They do a little, they do a little fire started yes. with motif, don't oh, they? God, yeah. So yeah, then we get this cool scene. I really like this effect. What were you calling this? Like a wraith or something, Molly? The guy in through the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he kind of has that mummy sort of look to him. You know, from like the mm-hmm. uh, Brendan Fraser mummy movies. I love. Uh, I just paused where you get his face kind of swirls onto the like mid screen screen and yeah he does look a bit tortured he or she looks a bit tortured yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> having less of a good no but he's having yeah. less of a good time and that's kind of a bummer you know like everybody else is having a good time it's like the one guy in the corner at the party who just can't get on board you know just you know probably would have been happier just to stay at home but he's there you know he's present he's trying to be social but he's just not happy <laughs> You go to some interesting parties. <laughs> I think I think the nice thing about the wraith is it, is it is it sort of spectral and it goes in a, a different direction we've seen before. The more variety you have here, sort of the better it is. You know, if it was a mm-hmm. bunch of little critters running about or a bunch of different zombies, you know, it would be a little repetitive. Um, mm-hmm. So the more the more diverse the cast of characters is at this point, the better it is for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, and I think that's what makes it creative is that you have such a wide variety of of different you know horror images to work from. All kind of you know because it is it's just the it adds to the mayhem. If it was uniform, if it was like you know like vicious tribbles or something, you just you know it wouldn't have the same effect. If if you don't want me going off on a Buffy tangent or really an, really it. an angel tangent. 
Um, so Angel worked on the had this whole thing with the old gods where Alaria was one of the old gods. I, I may be getting this wrong for anybody out there who's like more update on Buffy than me. Please just just go correct me. But anyway, they had they had this whole thing with the old gods. And this sort of speaks to that. And I love things that presuppose the whole universe full of things that we don't mm. understand that are before us or alongside yeah. us or whatever. And I think that's really fertile. Like to me, I see eight other movies here. Some of them are good. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not so good. <laughs> um, like, I don't think the pinhead, what's pinhead's name here? Oh, Fornicus. Fornicus. Fornic- I don't know if the Fornicus movie is all that good, though. I like Fornicus, but I know the dolls movie could be solid mm-hmm. because the creep factor is right. If you mix that with a good story, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the I, I said this on, I was on Star Wars Minute and I said that at the, I did the, the ranking thing and I said that the first hour of Star Wars to me is the best thing, the best part. Of, well, never, nothing will ever beat that for me. Yeah. And it's because of the universe mm-hmm. building. And the, yeah. And so this is like a universe that got built, but then abandoned, never went back there again. Mm, yeah. Or yeah. will they? Who knows? I would, I would pay to see an anthology series <laughs> if you're still listening. If you're still listening, and I didn't piss you off, Drew. If I didn't piss you off with the um, the She-Hulk thing, and I apologize for that. Um, if you're still listening, an anthology series on HBO or well, which what am I paying for now? We're paying for Hulu, and we're paying for so Hulu, Amazon, or Netflix, but nothing else. If you put it on that, an anthology series, thirteen episodes, one monster a week. 30 maybe 42 minute episodes perfect do that oh yeah it's almost like a tales of the crypt exactly kind of which was great it was yeah, i think was, we totally. discussed um the idea of like following the guys um the folks that are out collecting the creatures you know finding them kind of finding them and wrangling them and you know getting them here or something that could be kind of cool i like that idea so, mm-hmm. yeah, and so this guy kind of swirls through and a bunch of people are running and running and running down a hallway. He swirls through them. There's a guy in that hallway that looks like he's wearing like, do you think he's just wearing a hoodie? Like a purple hoodie? Or <laughs> is he one of the nightmare creatures? Like are you at like 30 26, seconds, 31 seconds? 27, 26. Like right yeah, he's, he's like underneath the there. wraith and he's there's a guy in a white shirt, a, a woman in a vest and right a, a jumping kind of over the guy in the white shirt. A guy like falls and he has like a hoodie. And I just wondered if he was part of the I guess. I mean, since he's running and falling, maybe he's yeah part of the um, I don't know. That's a pretty good um, a pretty good mask right behind the guy in the shirt, though. I assume it's a mask, mm-hmm. and that, with the red hair and everything. Yeah, the yeah. really big guy. It seems like there's like a big dude, like right behind him, that kind of falls. Yes, I think that's who I'm. You guys are seeing him as a redhead, and I'm seeing him as somebody with a hoodie. Speaking of Danzig, it's like a redheaded Danzig. <laughs> oh, so that's who you're talking about. Same person. Oh, that looks like. Oh, okay. That more looks like a. I'm gonna go with redhead Dan, redhead, redheaded Danzig. Redheaded Danzig. Okay, let's do it. So yeah, let's um, let's move on here. So we get a couple of other sort of quick shots as as this wraith sort of swirls through. We get a bigger section of the underground compound, 
and see the guy real quickly that I, we saw on a monitor earlier that has like a loincloth and some sort of arm <laughs> covering and he has like a big he's holding like some big something in his hand some some sort of bat but it's a, yeah do you guys see that guy yeah, he looks like he's from like 300, like he was a part of the the crazy Persian army. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a bit of a like a chubby 300. <laughs> <laughs> There's some chubby 300 dudes, though. Oh, really? I only remember the cut dudes. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, that totally just fucking tickled me. Well, I mean, it was such it was so known for having, you know, all that sculpting and painting and everything to emphasize that that's <sighs> just how I remember it. But. No, that's that's totally fair. I was just thinking because there's uh, a theme of, you know, of, of people who are a little a little mutiny, so to speak, up your alley, Steve, but a little little mutant esque and as far as the part of the Persian crew, which is why they uh I think, you know, AFLTs. I'm really going on a side 300. Anywho, I, that's, I'm just saying. I, like. I, I'm with you. I see either Tubby Morlock or Rank, or I'm going to go with Rancor Keeper who let himself go. Nice. I love it. <laughs> and, and last we saw the Rancor Keeper, Ma- Malachi, I think, Malakith. He was, he was pretty upset. So this might be the result of, you know, <laughs> this is what happens over time when you lose yeah. your, when you lose your best pet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I'm just like, no, I just really I had a whole story about like depressive pizza and beer eating and just like sadness. And it just like just when you that really resonated with me, I just filled in the blanks and just went there. So all yours. <laughs> Like I told you, like, like the fan fiction hole was a dangerous place. <laughs> <laughs> there are many paths. I'm just taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah. And we get, I think we see a lot of people in lab coats in this section. So looks like maybe Lynn's team is being lost here. Because there's a lot of lab coat folk. There are a massive number of people who work on this project. Yes. I think there's a lot of bureaucracy involved. A lot of different mm-hmm. a lot of different teams. Well, it takes a village to kill a crew of kids. So <laughs> so what's the deal with this guy who hucks this other That's guy over the, the reaver baby the reaver yeah he's uh an homage to firefly so he's a reaver he's one of the he monstrous really? creatures from firefly yeah. is he really yeah no shit well now i gotta see his now i gotta watch his movement again hang on a second <laughs> now this these are the reavers from firefly not the ones from serenity same thing well Yes and no, and I'm sorry to go there, but the, the <laughs> reason do. Were a bit yeah, <laughs> it was kind of a fast zombie, slow zombie thing, mm-hmm. you know, where the Roots and the Ready were a little bit more sort of like you know mad zombies with the virus, with the virus sort of thing. Right. Whereas the Reavers from Firefly were a little more. Maybe I'm misremembering that. I don't. I don't. Know. I think you're misremembering <laughs> because they're all pretty damn fast. When, the, when somebody yells Reavers, everybody's on the run because they are coming at you. Yeah, the, the Reavers were sort of all sort of crazy cannibalistic. Yeah, OK, I take it. I take it back. I will turn in my brown coat and just, just, <laughs> just, just, just as soon as we're done here. 
Yeah, so this guy's supposed to be an homage to the Reavers, and he throws this dude right over, and as Molly mentioned at the top of this episode, the snake gets a nice big mouthful. <laughs> and then we get to see what uh, Fornicus and his buddies are have been up to. Not good. He's got friends. <laughs> Not good. Fornicus and friends. <laughs> Fornicus and Friends. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah, this is like popping into its own little separate movie here. We've got a guy upside down with a bunch of chains around him. And Fornicus's friend is looks like he's about to torture him or something. They're just building community left and right. Fornicus seems like a solo act to me. I'm surprised to find out he's got a buddy. I'm I'm happy mm-hmm. for I'm happy for him. <laughs> it sucks to be alone. I mean, this is good. <laughs> it is. Everyone needs connection, even Fornicus. And we get I really like right after that is the that scorpion killbot thing is going mm-hmm. down the stairs, just chasing after people. There's even sparks as it's hitting the side side of the the wall and everything. I, I like that scene a lot. I'm impressed, you know, I wouldn't, I would probably take the stairs too, because I'm like, well, you know, what are the chances of it being able to handle a, you know, a couple flights of stairs? And the chances are now, as I can see, pretty good. It makes it down the stairs just fine. Well, and it looks like maybe if you look beyond the stairs, that they're getting down to that part where maybe it's kind of like the car parking area or something, or where the the club cars are and stuff. So people might be running to exit the building is what I'd be guessing. Gotcha. It's a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is advised. Yes. And then we get a glance at these really gross, um, grosso to the max doctors or surgeons doing some gnarly damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Less sterile. I like upside down head guy or whatever he is that comes to the next scene crawling across the ceiling. That's really effective. Mm -hmm. He's like reanimated his head yeah his head is not where it's supposed to be (laughs) it's like upside down it almost yeah it looks like the crown is attached to the neck isn't there a simpsons or a family guy character has sort of an upside down head i think it's family guy oh yeah forgot about that guy yeah that's that guy that guy (laughs) oh my god yeah that guy yeah Oh, and there's another guy behind him. There's two of them. Is it? Oh, are there? Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, he has his a friend, friend looks too. like he's breakdancing on the ceiling. <laughs> no monster will be left alone. Uh, <laughs> so, Reunited. Speaking of Firefly and um, that whole thing, the next scene is a bit reminiscent of... In the movie, which one's the movie? Fireflies, the television Seren- show. Serenity. Serenity's the Serenity. Serenity. And yep. spoiler alert for Serenity when they get to that planet beyond beyond Miranda. the Reavers and yeah. they find the recording. This is a bit evocative of that woman shooting herself in the head in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this to me is the like the most of all the images we've seen. This one to me is the most disturbing because it's like. And and I had written this down too, you know, like Serenity. It's like, you know, it's coming for you and it's best you just shoot yourself in your head at this point because it's just, it's not going to go well. It's incredibly graphic. I mean, it's a straight on the heads in the camera 
you see every every you know the bullet going through the head, the whole nine yards is really really well yeah. done. Mm-hmm. That's a good um, that's a good catch that it's similar to Miranda because that, that's that's like not exactly a major plot point that will be killing herself in the in the video or whatever it is, but um, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but that's a that's a pretty nice catch. Yeah, I have to I have to um, <laughs> admit that it wasn't my own catch. I mean. Uh, not I mean, because they mention it in that video that I've referenced a few times that um, talks about every reference in the cabin in the woods. And if sure. you watch that, he points out that. So, yeah, that was a good catch on that, guys. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of good catches, one thing I just noticed is if you look to her left, there's two guys that are working maybe with her. Maybe they're trying to either open or close a door behind her and it looks like to the left of that like right at the edge of the screen that maybe there's a model do you see what i'm talking about that you mean that disky thing yeah there's like a disc but it's jutting out from something else to me i could be wrong but i mean you know because it looks like there's papers and there's some switches but i just wondered if it was like um part of when you look at something that's maybe a model of something else like I don't know. Oh, I would I would go with that. Kind of looks like a server rack at the bottom half of the mm-hmm, screen. Mm-hmm. But I'd have the disc is very strange. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure what that is. But to me, like it just at a quick glance, I thought it was like, um, you know, when you uh, go to an architecture firm or something, at least at models of things. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, who knows? It could be an old pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a very effective shot that she does there and then when we get to the next scene i really like how they've put they've got the um, torch lamp down on the ground and we're seeing the um the dolls they are about to kill some people and they're mm-hmm. um, pouring a bunch of gasoline on them, I guess is what it looks like. Right. I, I love the dolls and I love this whole pullback from the, on the nine, it's sort of relatively old school yeah. video screens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just really, it really sums up how much action is going on here. And of course, mm-hmm. brings you into the next, yeah. next scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I like that there's this kind of glitch in between before we get to this pullout view with these, you know, nine or so monitors that you have a sense that you're like flipping through channels. And so I I feel like this is, again, with that visual, like deeper commentary of, you know, flipping through and seeing these horrors, like you're watching TV and the casualness of it. And so I really feel like that that's, it's a very subtle effect, but I feel like it's a very poignant effect at the same time yeah it kind of reminds me of when people are just scrolling through different channels and trying to find something interesting or looking at multiple screens Mm. which we've talked about before so you're like okay so on tv i'm watching this but on my phone i'm watching that and then over on my ipad i've got this going you know the the multiple screen view just to try to keep things interesting for your for your brain you know, this is this mm-hmm. is slightly well. This is very tangential, but um, so we're doing. I, I'm doing like what I think it's a third or fourth Battlestar Galactica rewatch, but um, my wife is seeing it for the first time. And there's an episode that's very media centric in season two, 
and it doesn't wear very well. Like the tropes that they're sort of looking at don't wear very well, but that, you know, multiple screens switching back and forth thing does still wear very well. And this is a six-year-old, seven-year-old movie, right? Yeah, 2012 is when it was when it came out. So probably a little little newer than Battlestar yep. Galactica, but it's it's having seen that last night and being disappointed that the sort of the media trope did not play out well over time. Mm. I like that this that this is still relevant. I'm very concerned that those mm-hmm. kids after the millennials will not understand how TV works. <laughs> one of my great mm-hmm. my great worries in life, or the value of big buttons. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big, big buttons. <laughs> Yeah, we get some amazing mm-hmm. screens here. We've got the suffocating one. That one really creeps me out because it looks like the suffocator Ugh. is also has a bag over his head. It's real creepy. We've got yeah. the person on fire. We've got the guys I keep calling the Arkham Asylum escapees are like vomiting green blood on this dude's face there's a as often happens at arkham asylum (laughs) there's a you know yeah monsters uh cool like uh leg leg foot foot steps in and you've got a burning man yeah that one's cool yep i think he's being followed by the twins you see them in the bottom corner you see what looks like them in the bottom corner there this is this is an imagine how much work must have gone into just this minute. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. the the amount of time the effects teams have to spend is just tremendous. Mm-hmm. But but in the in the center in the top uh-huh. middle one is that a haunted penguin? And can it please be a haunted penguin? <laughs> haunted penguin, where have oh you been all my, my God. life? I love that idea. Oh wow! I'd pay eighteen bucks to see a movie about a haunted penguin. Oh zombie, peng- zombie penguin yeah. whatever hell yeah ah, and then at the bottom yeah the bottom middle screen it looks like kind of a american psycho patrick bateman kind of a guy maybe in the walking through a bathroom it's mm. pretty cool so yeah and then this minute ends kind of right there we're kind of stuck on these these screens here until until friday any other observations about about this minute? Zombie penguins are awesome. <laughs> Just to reiterate, zombie penguins, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Maybe not to eat. So I'm going to take yeah, that por- as porgs a... are to eat. Porgs. <laughs> <laughs> porgs are to eat. Zombie penguins are to enjoy their native habitat. <sighs> no. So let's wrap up today's episode. Steve, where can people find you and what you're up to? Oh, let's see. You guys already know about X minutes. You know about the Princess Bride minute. If you want to, um, if you want to do, see what I do for a living, you can visit nycruns.com and run one of our races. I've never plugged NYC Runs on a podcast, but hey, worlds colliding. What do you know? <laughs> no, I think you should. So it's nycruns.com. Yes, that's what actually pays the bills that allowed me to go on sweet, podcasts. So sweet. yeah, NYC Runs. Yeah. Uh, Molly, <laughs> is there anything different you want to plug today? No. 
(laughs) (laughs) Same old, same old. (laughs) Same old, same old. Okay, well, I will plug something new and different, which is my new podcast. And so I'm hoping it will have, I'm hoping it will be up and going by this episode. It's, I'm taking, it's taking me a little while to kind of get it going, but it's, um, it's going to be called Vibrant Visionaries and it will not be a Movies by Minutes podcast. It will be me breaking out on my own and talking with uh, multi-creative artists and other vibrant visionary folks. And so it'll be, yeah, just talking about multi-creativity. So people who do lots of different creative things, I'll be casual conversations and talking about you know, process, be the creative process. Uh, I love talking about that with people. And yeah, that's one of the things I just really like to do when I talk with people on these podcasts. I do want to learn what other creative things they do, what they do when they're not podcasting. So check that out. Yeah, I, I checked out your website earlier today and it's it, you have an interesting um, you have an interesting thing going on. I've never seen anybody approaching business in that way. Oh, thanks. Very cool. Yeah. So this will be kind of an offshoot sure. of that, but in podcast form. So I will cool, definitely dude. check that out. So, yeah. And then you can find us at cabinminutecast.com. Well, thank you to Steve again for showing up on this fine Wednesday and uh, we will see you all back at the cabin. 